God. What is God? God in all essence and all actuality. The very word itself. Goes all the way back. To Nordic. Tribes. Germanic Nordic tribes of ancient times. The word God itself, I want to tell you how that word became came into the English language from the Germanic Nordic languages. I want to tell you how that word made its appearance into the English language, into the old English language, its first appearance in retrospect to the God of Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, the Bible, and Christianity. The real deal is this. When you are dealing with religious text, okay, in 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 and 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 when you translate the name of like say if God came to us in Arabic, like in like in Islam, the Quran and which is a revelation of God, and it came to them in the Arabic language. So the name of what you would call God in Arabic would be Allah, right? Okay. And that name being passed down in the original Arabic language, when you translate that text into another language, the name for the deity is not supposed to change. It's supposed to remain Allah. So in every English text, every Spanish text, or any other text that came after the Arabic text, Every time the deity, God, or any name of any person, or any name of anything, okay, uh, should not be translated, okay? Like cities, the names of cities and stuff like that, you know, uh, the names of, of uh, unless a, a, a people had conquered a city and the city became, you know, uh, 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 took on a new name, and now these two names represent two different eras, you know, in this city's history. But other than that, names don't change, okay? And when the Bible was first translated into Old English, it was translated by a bishop in the Catholic Church by the name of Bishop Waffles. He was a Gothic uh, priest uh, of Germanic origin around the 4th century uh, A.D. And he was the first to translate uh, the Bible from, I believe it was the Latin Vulgate, from the Latin Vulgate into the English language. Because prior to uh, the scriptures uh, being recorded into in the English language, one of the Romance languages, I believe it was the Latin Vulgate, was the accepted text uh, in the Christian world at that time. 
So as Bishop Wolfelis, or Ulfelis, either or, you can find it spelled with the W or U, when he was translating the scriptures, the people in the Germanic, Gothic, Nordic, old tribes, ancient tribes of that ancient, ancient era around the 4th century, they had no idea for word or idea or concept of what the Israelites considered Yahweh or Yahuwah or uh, Elohim or El, Eli, Eloheinu, uh, Elohika, and so forth. They had no concept for these words. And it's simply because the lifestyle, the, the whole lifestyle of what was going on in the Germanic tri tribes of old and what was going on in biblical Israel or even in, 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 even in Christian worlds, that, those lifestyles between those Abrahamic faith people and the lifestyle of your typical heathen was lifestyles apart was worlds apart. So what what Bishop Waffles did was examine the spirituality of the Germanic people. Okay? And he looked up at the highest power, the highest deity, the what they would call what what you would call a god, the supreme in their uh Nordic way of life. In their heathen, heathen pagan practices. And the highest up was Odin. And they called him Godin. And Odin, uh, by the time the 4th century came, Odin was, uh, had evolved to uh, God, Goda. It, was, it just became contracted. You know, Goda and Gota, you see, which became uh, uh, contracted later on uh, around the uh, later Bibles, which with the King James of 1611, Goda became God and Got in the Germanic languages. Okay? But it was originally Goda. And Godin, and Godin is Odin or Woten, the father of Thor and the father uh, 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 and the god of ancient uh, Germanic and Nordic deities. This is where the word God come from. This is the origin of the actual word God. And Odin, you know, you know the story about Odin and Ragnarok, you know which. It, which would be like his day, like his end of the world story where the world freezes over. You know, it was kind of different from the Christians who taught that the world would burn in fire. You know, uh, the Odin story taught that the end of the world, the world would, uh, it would just, everybody would freeze to death. And you could see the differences 
in their myth stories revolved around their lifestyles because the Bible was actually written and originated in hot, warmer climates, you know, so therein was that to fire. And in the colder climates, their biggest fear was that of being in the cold and the deep frigid. So Ragnarok, you know, became, it, 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 it's very, very much looked at in Nordic mythology. You know, and Odin lived in what you call the Valhara, you know, and in the Valhara, the Valhara was was pretty much like what you call heaven today. It was up in the sky, you see, and Odin uh, 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 allowed people when they died a special seat in the Valhara for their fighting in, in for his wars. You understand what I'm saying? Because Odin was a warmonger. And when he died, he was a chief deity, you know. And when he died, he became exalted, you know, as a god, you know. So, uh, being that they had no concept to what the Hebrews called God, you understand, or, or their El. Or Yahweh, or or even in Latin, you know the Dios and the and the Theos in, in, in Greek. Okay. They the the Germans didn't have a concept because their religions and their myths were totally worlds apart. So what Bishop Waffles did was looked into the. Who was the higher up in the pantheon of Germanic and Nordic mythology? And what he did, he discovered that the higher up in the heathen world was that of Odin, you know, or Goten, or Woten. And, and, and what he did was added the prefix G in front of it, and Odin or Woten became Gwodan. Or Godan, you see, and so Godan, Odin, in the Valhalla, which is in in the sky, you know, uh, he promised those who fought in his wars. This is how the word worship uh, made its way into English for those who fought you know, had a place in Odin's ship in the sky called the Valhalla. And they were his warshippers. You dig? And so when the problem with this is when you translate into English or any other language and you don't leave the deity name unchanged, then when you, uh, then what happens is become, Odin becomes the god of the Bible. You dig? If in no other people in the mind of European, Anglo-Saxon, Gauls, Jutes, you know, uh, of the French, the Spanish, 
the English, the Irish, the German. Most, it is it, a fixed goat into the text, then goat and usurp the Bible. And Goten becomes the god of the Bible. He comes. He becomes the god of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. It's like a conflation of two cultures. And the Hebrew word Shemayim, which simply means the sky, becomes conflated with Odin's Valhalla, and 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 how. In the Christian worlds, you die when you die, you go to heaven for worshiping God. When you really, really analyze biblical stories, nowhere in the story does it say that you as a man, when you die, you're going to go to heaven, a heaven in the sky. For the very Bible says the meek shall inherit the earth. Not die and go to a place in the sky. Now you got guys who have been taken up into the sky. You know, uh, was it Isaiah? Uh, was it Isaiah? Was it? Was it? Uh, was it Ezekiel? Who was that taken up in the sky? Surely, I think Enoch was taken up into the sky. Another brother was caught up by a tornado or whirlwind. The world never seen him again. I believe it was Elijah. But if you if you read these stories, there's no intellectual reason that you should believe that when you die, that you and anybody else is going to go to the sky and be in this heavenly realm. And that's in general. So when you say words like L, okay, you dealing with, you you understand how the ancient Hebrew hieroglyphics called the Aleph Beat, the alphabet, okay, how they work. They, they were pictograph. And when you understood symbolically what these pictures meant, and you add the first symbol, like the Aleph, and the second symbol, the Lamed, the bull head, and the like a like a, a, a staff. Okay, the Lamed was the staff, and the bull head represented power, strength, might, and authority. The staff represented leadership, uh, direction, guidance. Uh, learning and teaching. Both the Aleph and the Lamed represents authority. And note that the, the uh, horns on the uh, Aleph represents the points on the crown of kings. And the staff of the Lamed represents the scepter of kings. Understanding that these words, both dealing with authority, uh, power, uh, guidance, direction, uh, the Aleph Lam means uh, Al or El, and it basically means uh, he who holds the scepter of authority, he who holds the scepter of power, uh, he who holds the uh, scepter of strength.
you know, uh, the mighty one, you know. So, the difference in the concept is that you're dealing with might, strength, and power, okay, and, 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 and guidance and wisdom and understanding, okay, and when you say, like, my God, okay, if you were to translate that in ancient Hebrew, that would be Eli, or Eli, or Eli, okay, and Eli means my strength, my power, my wisdom. Now, this is a strength and a wisdom. And a God that is inside of me, not outside of me, not a non-corporeal, invisible, spooky God, or a, a, a comic, a Marvel comic, or Nordic, ancient, mythological God that dwells outside of me, and worse off, so far from me that he is way up in the cosmos. So, when you say Eli, you're saying my power, my strength. And I'll give you an example of how that is applied, okay? Inside of obeying the law of God, you know, and a real earnest answer to a good Christian person, you know, why you don't steal? Well, it go against the commandments of God. My God won't allow me to do that. Now, when you say that, you that goes, okay, well, it go against the laws of a God in the sky. You know what I'm saying? You know, and that God that's in the sky, Odin, won't allow me to do it. Okay? My, maybe there's a, he got an invisible spooky spirit that just have me captivated in some kind of way that just won't allow me to do it. And I guess that spirit would be the Holy Ghost, okay? But, see, when you're looking at what a spirit is, and minus all the spook, the, the spirit is ruach, haruach, in Hebrew. And it simply means the air, the wind, or to breathe, to blow. You know, when you like put your hand in front of your face and blow, that what you feel in Hebrew is haruach. And one of the root words in the conjugations of the verb ruach or the noun ruach, you know, would be to reek, riach, which is like to smell. You know, so ruach is to breathe, to, to blow, to exhale, and riach is to inhale. Inhale what? Air, the wind, the breath. So God, when he created Adam, he breathed into Adam, okay? And Adam became a living soul. God put his spirit, he breathed his spirit. God deposited his ruach. God deposited his self. Because the Bible says God is spirit. Basically, God deposited himself inside of Adam, inside of human beings. 
And that breath that is inside of you is God. It is the essence of God. Some say God is light. Some say God is darkness. I say God is Haruach. He is the essence. He is the spirit, the air, the wind, the breath. And it is in every living thing. That's why the psalmist in the psalm said, let everything that has breath, let everything has haruach, a uh, 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 hallelujah, let him praise Yahweh, let him praise the existence. And he that causes to exist, let him praise the essence of the existence. And it is that breath of God. The scripture said God is a spirit. And we must, uh, that's why we must worship him in the spirit. God is the breath. He is life. And we must worship him in breathing in our lives. And in truth. That's what it means to worship God in spirit and in truth. In your breath. In your living. That's what in spirit. In the spirit means to live. In the breath, in the breathing, is to live. And that is what makes you different from a dead human being. Because that dead human being is absent of the breath that was deposited. He is absent of God. God has left the Ruach the spirit has left. And there's nothing there. For those who don't believe in God, the only thing that type of human that should not believe in God is the dead human. One whom the spirit, the breath of God, the, the essence of God has left. What makes us different from the birds and the breathing that they do was God just uh, the Yahweh Elohim, the, El the Elohim, the Elohim created these birds just simply to breathe. But when He created us, we was not breathing. Just like imagine a dead body, and then Yahweh depositing His breath. Depositing his spirit, his essence, himself inside of human beings. And this is why, if I, 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 somebody tell me, hey, man, you want you, you you want you want some breakfast, you want some bacon and eggs, man, I wish, man, but I just can't eat pork, man. It 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 it, it goes against my power. The very power and the essence of life that is inside of me. Eating that hog goes against that. Lying and cheating. And breaking the commandments of Yahuwah Eloheinu. And Yahuwah Eli. My power. Of my existing power. 
causes death. It, it, it goes against my power. That which makes me strong. Okay? Somebody was talking about, well, uh, 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 why is it necessary? Why do God need us to worship Him? No, God don't need us to worship Him. Maybe in Christ, the Christian God may, because the way the English language uh, made him arbitrary like that. But what you call God, you know, the 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 in Hebrew that is is not arbit is arbitrary to human beings, not to arbitrary to God. It is for it is for the benefit of human beings to worship God. Not a benefit to God. It is for a benefit to man that man worship God. It doesn't benefit God that you worship him. So God doesn't need you to worship him. In Hebrew, to work for is what worship means. From the Hebrew word abit, meaning to work for, to toil after, to serve. And as human beings, the power that we all ascertain is worked for, it is toiled after, it is served. Let's talk about knowledge. Knowledge is power. And you have to work for that knowledge. You have to study for that knowledge. If you want to learn how to play instruments, you have to study. You have to practice. You know? You want to learn how to speak languages or anything that you want to become good and powerful at, you must work you must toil. You must serve it. And then you are endowed with, you become endowed with power. Your power. Your strength. These things are what strengthens and empower you. When you say words like uh, Eloheinu. That is our power. Okay. Elohika is your power. Elohik is, is your power. A masculine and feminine. Elohik is his power or your power. And your power or her power. You see? This is how Eli, Elohika, Elohik, Eloheinu. You know, this is how these words are applied. Not a god or a deity or a spook or a mythological uh, figure, deity, that has made his way into the Marvel comics and into the minds of uh, the American masses. And that mentality has been taken and interloped in to Christianity, into the one of the largest of the Abrahamic faiths, and this here seduction, this here misleading, has caused uh, people to not understand what God is. So to the point to where we really don't know our power, we don't know our strength, we don't really know the real God. Because the real God has been supplanted for Odin. So basically now we're worshiping a whole nother God. 
just by way of speaking and understanding English only. The word God is one of the words, uh, 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 when they translate God, you know, it's one of the words that in English that they use, uh, 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 that, that they translate from the Hebrew either El, uh, Adoni, well, not even Adoni, but El, and, uh, you know, Elohim, Eloheinu, Eli, you know, that any word that has the root El in it. And Yahuwah, words that has the root Yah in it, Yahuwah. They're supposed to be these translations, but actually they're not. Because when they used the name of a pagan deity, the Most High said that to, uh, you know, he tell you to respect his name and to honor his name and to keep it holy. You know what I'm saying? And don't enjoy his name to others and all types of things like that. His, his name is to be used strictly for him and to reverence him. You know, not to be conflated with heathenism and paganism. So basically in this video, I just told you what the Hebrew concept of God is. And demonstrate, gave you a demonstration on how to properly... Uh, the proper application of the Hebrew El uh, 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 in your life and the proper translation. Yeah, that's it. The translation, the meaning, and the application. And the differences, you know, the unperverted, non-conflated, uh, comparative contrasting between Yahweh Elohim and Golden or Odin or Goda or God in the Germanic and its related languages of of even English in as many dialects as well. You know, our God power was a power that always dwelt with inside of us and it was very much connected to the life force, the creative life force that is in us that has allowed us to create other lives, you know. And it all started with the breath. It is That is the essence of God. So when you want to pray, you know, it is good sometimes to meditate. And when you meditate, you sit there and you become one with self. And you talk to that God power, not in the sky, but that God power that is inside of you, okay? And you tell that God power, hey, I love you. I honor you. I respect you. And I submit to you. For you are the essence of life and all of creation. And without you, without the breath, that I will not be here. And your breath is evidence. The life that is inside of me is evidence of your presence in me. Not in the sky. Become one with that breath and that life and that power. And you tell that power the things that you need. And how you want that life force inside of you 
that breath of life, creative force that is inside of you, that exists inside of you, what you need. Come to one with that. And that is how you worship God. And that's how you uh, get the favors of the almighty and the all-powerful God. That's how you become one with power, might, and strength. That's how you become the scepter, one who holds the scepter of might, power, and strength. The representative of El, right on his earth, because he created you in his likeness and in his image. And the and, and for the reason that that he 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 deposited himself personally in you. He didn't do that to the birds and the dogs and the trees. This is why you have all these different languages and cognitive awareness that animals do not have. Yes, is is he real? Elohika. Why Elohenu is real. Yahuwah Elohenu is real. That being stated, this will conclude the Yasha Ben Israel show. I thank you and I, 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 I love you all. I'd like for you all to follow my Anchor podcast. Go in and just push the follow button. You know, for most of my content will be on Anchor. Some of my better content is uploaded to YouTube. You know, on YouTube, I like for you to like, share, subscribe, comment. And over here, I like for you to follow uh, uh, my anchor works. You know, the YouTube maybe get a video once a week. You know, maybe twice a week if, if I got a busy week, if I've been working extra hard that week. And sometimes maybe uh, every two weeks, you know. But I come up with content on anchor every other day almost, sometimes even every day. So, to get my latest content, uh, subscribe to the Anchor app and push follow. And for free, you will get all of my content. That being stated, on YouTube, go to my YouTube page and like, share, comment, and subscribe. I love you all. Peace. Wa Baraka. Which means, and may God bless you.